All right, welcome. Welcome back, guys. This is our second time on our podcast. Welcome to Kingdom Chat. It's so good to have you joining us. Today is going to be a fantastic day. We have with us our pastor that we dearly love, Pastor JT and Jennifer Jordan, and we love them very much. And uh, we are looking to have an amazing time tonight, just sharing our vision, their vision, you know, um, just getting to know them a little bit. Um, and you can get to know them a little bit as well. And um, so, and and we first, I want to say, um, we do apologize if there's any um echo. You know, um, we are trying to get it going real good, but just getting off the ground is our second time. So bear with us. I know for the perfectionists that are out there that are saying, oh, we hear some echo, or, oh, we hear that. You know, just give us some time to to get it going. All right, yeah, give us some grace right there. So yeah, yeah. Money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes, and um, so yeah, we want to have some fun tonight and just talking about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom, and um, and we're just chatting about who God is. So one of the first thing that I want to talk about, I it's 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 very running right into it and and, and i want to say this like um for pastor jt i remember the first time i came to, to canvas church um and i visit he just ran to me and he said hey man what's up um are you guys a band <laughs> and i'm like no sir just visiting you know and um that love still in his heart today you know he still have that passion today still have that love you know it has never faded away and I remember I, I met with him about three weeks after, somewhere about there, and I'm like, let's know about the church more and what is the vision for the church. And he said something that blows me away. He said this, and I remember it until today. He said, I, I don't want to have a church that's full of people that just a service on a regular Sunday. He said, I, I want to have a church that, um, that, that goes into the world, that are... A, a church that are praying church, a church that loves people. And then he said this, a church of all race and background mm -hmm. and people that blow me away. Why? Um, I, I did many years in YWAM, that's you to the mission. And our, and, and our DNA is multicultural. And when he said that, I'm like, God, I'm at the right place, you know? <laughs> so it, it, it captures me right there. He's like, oh, I'm going to grab a hold of you, sir. I know you. All right. So, <laughs> so we, we have been friends ever since. And it's just an amazing time. And her, his wife as well is dear friend to my, my wife also. And they chat a lot. They praise together a lot um, in their women group and stuff like that and so they are a big part of my family and I'm glad that I get to know them and we feel like we are at home you know that this is our Jamaica but our Jamaica is in Jamaica but this is our Jamaica too so yeah so one of the first questions I want to ask you sir as I said that and share that and both of you can answer also um, what boosts your vision for unity within the church and, um, and just any advice to young people um, that want to go into ministry um, that have that passion you know the fact that what you really want to say establish is a multicultural church churches church people from different background race and everything color doesn't really matter um, um nation doesn't really matter it's just about the kingdom mm -hmm. um so you can share a little more, more about that um your vision for that yeah well 
my goodness, when it comes to unity, man, I just, I'm, I'm of the firm belief that united we stand and divided we fall. Yeah. And so many times, whether it be on social media, uh, whether it be uh, even in just, just passing down the street, you find out what all believers are in disagreement about. And I just believe we're we're living in a time now where we need to be about something and we need to be about the kingdom. Come on. Yeah. And that's what we need to be unified about. You know, you you hear all the division between, uh, you know, political things, uh, ideologies, those kind of things. But but man, if, if we profess to be believers in Jesus, we mm-hmm. need to be unified around that. And when we become unified around the kingdom, man, we can accomplish anything. Yes. But divided, we're not we're not going to see that. And that, that's another divide you brought up is, is politics. Mm-hmm. You know, because the thing is, I'm very political, but I don't want my politics to get in the way of me leading somebody to Jesus who's not of the same political stature mm-hmm. that I am. Mm-hmm. So it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. I love this nation. I love mm-hmm. freedom. I have my own thoughts on how best to obtain it. But you know what? I like freedom of Christ more than anything. Yes. And I don't want to hinder somebody from finding that. And so I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a big part mm-hmm. of the overall. So many things divide us nowadays in America, yeah. but also in the church. Well, and I yeah. believe simply the more you fall in love with Jesus, yeah. the more you yes. begin to align with him and kingdom principles. And if we're leading people to fall in love with Jesus, then I believe we'll all be in one mind and want to come more than yeah. More than trying to shove it down somebody's throat or tell them this is how you need to believe. Uh, you know, how about let's just fall in love with Jesus? That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Anything yeah. on that you want to share? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, best, funniest church tales, like, you know, just anything that makes you guys laugh, anything that is, is, is really funny any side of you that we should know that this is me or this is what i like to see in the church or, or anything that you have seen or yeah. witnessed we are funny you know we, we like to have fun yeah. and so we, we we get in those serious moments and 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 you know what i'm, I'm gonna share something first this is so good this is so funny so one morning uh we go we start worship and um before worship, we did the pre uh, the pre worship prayer, and the previous week, Pastor had preached about how we can worship ugly and how that can be okay. <laughs> and so I'm 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 that's still fresh in my like, yeah God because I'm ugly and I worship how I want. And so I get up and I'm praying and I'm I'm really going after it. And I, <laughs> the last thing I said, I got the word wrong. And I said, let's worship nasty. <laughs> and I was, I, as soon as I said, I said, oh. Mm. And I'm like, and that will be the last time I'm up here. Uh, and so one little word, you know, I got, I was in the moment and I, I said the wrong word. And I'm, I'll see everybody's face. I was like, oh, that was wrong. Oh, that ain't right. <laughs> so, that's going to be a t-shirt now. Yeah, I yeah, could be a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's that's what happens to me all the time. You know, oh, that's just one. I'm not going to tell the rest of them. And we were just talking about giving God an ugly praise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, if it doesn't matter if your makeup is running down, yeah, you know, because yeah. you're crying or if you are just out of place, <laughs> I look just crazy in some crazy stuff that you know that's not normally you but when you get lost in the spirit you know and just worshiping god you just don't care about nobody no Mm -hmm. nothing else matters you know that's right um it's just about him 
You know, like today me and Rocky was talking about just even at church yesterday, just the presence of the Lord and how rich it was when Christina started singing about him. Yeah. And it just changed the whole atmosphere. In those moments, you feel like you want to run, you, but you want to stand up because you don't want to be at a place. You feel like you want to kneel, you feel like you want to shout, you feel like you want to be still. And it's like, his heart is in the place and you don't know what to do, but yeah. you are just in awe of him. That's yeah. a ugly praise because you just don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll tell you a funny one happened. We went to Rock one time in down Chattanooga, beautiful church, love the people down there. And Jeannie's and I are worshiping. And somebody got happy. And he took off running and he sideswiped my wife. I mean, he didn't leave insurance cards or nothing. He spun her around. So, so now when she goes to Rock, she, she's like worshiping one eye over. Because <laughs> she's afraid she's going to have another hit and run. You know? She goes, I like it down here, but I'm, I'm, I'm always scared. I'm like, don't worry, honey, I got you. <laughs> I'm riding side to side on next to her now, whatever, somebody's worshiping. But, uh, uh, it, you know, it was an amazing place, and certainly it's, it's helped us a lot. And you, you introduced us to going down there, and I appreciate it because it's been a, a big help to us. I think it changed our ministry a lot. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of funny things. You better get your deductible together for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Next time, I want insurance cards up front. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, he sideswiped my wife, though. But it was, uh, what else we got there, Junior? Well, y'all talked oh, yeah. about the, the funny church fails and and. You know, we had the opportunity to look at some of these questions uh, that, that y'all were potentially going to ask before we came on. And, and we got to talking last night about church fails that we've had, you know, funny ones anyways. Yes. And I was like, man, what is one we could go in there and just like drop a bomb on them and it, it, it'd be funny. And sadly, yeah. the more <laughs> we talked about it, the more we realized we've tried to be so careful. Uh, mm -hmm. And we tried to dot every I and cross every T that for the longest time in ministry, we forgot to have fun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's we we forgot to leave moments to to just laugh and enjoy. And I think I think that's why now if, if you're in a service with us, you hear me say time and time again, you know, let's have fun in the presence mm -hmm. of the Lord because yeah. his presence yeah. is fun. His yes. presence is refreshing yes. and it is enjoyable and so mm -hmm. now i think more than ever I'm, I'm glad we learned those lessons but looking yeah. back i'm like we, sh we should have had fun and we mm -hmm. we yes. didn't and so yes. i think now we're trying to make up for lost time hey, yeah. <laughs> and just no, really good. just engage mm -hmm. and enjoy the presence of the lord and so what if, if we mess up you know yeah, or yeah. maybe yeah. we don't say it right or, or do it right mm -hmm. it's, it's we're because you know we'll make fun of you afterwards anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine me Caleb Junior and there's a yeah. dozen other people come up and mm -hmm. some of them are a little meaner but we usually come out and try to make fun of you yeah because yes. we love you but yes. uh, yeah the, uh, I agree with you that that you can get so busy in ministry <clears throat> yeah. That you forget the heart of it, so it's kind of like that old saying: "Be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good." Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and I understand that though. It's it's not from a a heart of stone; it's from a heart of passion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want so hard to do the right yeah. thing, and it's hard when you preach the gospel, teach the gospel. You are called to be a hundred percent right, a hundred percent of the time, mm -hmm. and you're a human. You mm -hmm. can't do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. you will yeah. make mistakes. Yeah. Right, and and that's just that's just not. Yeah. yeah. Well, something that comes to mind when you say that too is that's because you, you know, you hold it in such a high regard, and you should. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And honor is what comes to mind when I think that, mm -hmm. and, and and respect, and and that's good because you go to places and you don't always see that. Mm -hmm. And so, 
it's good to have those moments where we can cut up and, and have fun and let loose yes. a little bit because yeah. it, yes. it refuels you. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not so stressed and, and waiting and, and pay and so attentive to every little moment that we can we can have those moments. Y'all just don't know like on worship practice in the morning we cut up. Like <laughs> yeah. we gotta reel us in a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun. We have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well and when you know, I mean just to piggyback off of what he said, I mean, it was really sad. It was sad to me because I was just like, Are we that safe? Like, we've played it so safe, you know, and there are certain people, I mean, you can walk in the office any time of the day and we're cutting up and cracking up and people are probably like, I have no idea what's going on here, (laughs) you know, but we're here and we're family and we do life together and we have Mm -hmm. those moments. But outside of that, you know, when it comes to it as a whole, like we've just been so safe, you know, that we just... We didn't I don't know. To, to have the good we time. didn't, yeah. yeah. And so, and I think that goes back to to one of the questions you had asked earlier, and you said, mm-hmm. "What um, any advice for young men and women okay. who feel called to ministry?" And I guess that's what I would say. Like, we are called to love people. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, love the people, um, and have fun mm-hmm. because yes. he is fun. Yeah. Like he is just. He is so fun and he just brings so much joy and it's okay to let it out, you know, and it's okay to have a good time. And, you know, when you're loving people and you're in this together and you have family like that, like, have fun with it. That's good. Yeah. You know, Um, there's a fine line where, you know, you don't want to be uh, disrespectful to the gospel. Oh, no. But at the same time, Uh, uh, we... You can't breed a family atmosphere if it's all very robotic and yes. mm-hmm. straightforward. Yeah. You know, I think it needs to be yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the Holy Spirit. I think also does, He guides us when we speak many things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think He guides us when we're about to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. yes. there's sure. things that we laugh at as humans that ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. And there's some things that we we don't laugh at we probably should have. Yeah. 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 And uh, I think Mark Twain said it best. Mark Twain said, "No man can laugh at the world unless he laughs at himself." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the right to laugh at anybody else unless you laugh at yourself first. Mm-hmm. If you get so stoic and prideful mm-hmm. that you can't laugh at yourself, uh, you're no good to anybody. Yeah. 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 Or you're so worried, like you get worried about what people are going to think and all of this that you just play it so safe that you've literally left no room. Mm -hmm. What what I've realized is, or the way I live my life now, because I'm getting old, is I don't care what people think. Mm -hmm. What I assume they're going to think is that I did it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I do? I I try to check myself to the gospel. That's right. And how how does what I'm doing set up with the gospel? I don't always do it perfectly. Sometimes I miss the mark. But for the most part, I want to make Christ happy. Yeah. Yes. And I know awesome. he laughs at me. Yeah. <laughs> I know he laughs at you, too. You know, he does. I know he does. <laughs> yeah. I think he created me for his entertainment. So. <laughs> and, so. and mine. And your <laughs> Well, I think it's, too, it's super important that we still allow room for those moments because I remember from the outside looking in, like, I don't want to go to church. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. You can't do nothing that I don't yeah. want to do there. Yeah. But you, man, we can. Like we yeah. do. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. We have. It's sometimes hard. we have too much fun. Yeah. You get you get some of us in a, in yeah. the right place. Like we gotta separate because mm-hmm. I get in trouble. Trust me. I I I've I've had a lot of fun since I've been here. Like mm-hmm. trust me. I've never come to church without having fun. You know. And um, my kids is a perfect example of that. Um, I have never seen 
kids cry to come to church and cry to stay at church. Yeah. I can't get them out of church when it's over. Yeah. And I can't get them to, to not come to church. I, they will cry. I remember one time, let me see, when it was um, the week when I ran off the road, when it was snowing, oh, and, yeah. um, and they said it's going to snow like um, this much inch today. And we're like, oh, we're not going to church this morning because this car is going to probably end up into the back of someone's car across the road if it snows a lot. And um, so we were watching online. So we didn't wake the kids up. And Charlie woke up and she came in her room and she saw us watching it online. No, well, no, before that, um, she came in her room and she's like, we're not going to church. And we're like, no. And she started to bawl. Oh. She just started crying. And I'm like, baby, we can't go to church. The weather is going to snow and the car is nice. The car is going to probably do something that I don't want it to do. And she start to ball her eyeballs out, mm. you know? And they love church. Why? They have a lot of fun. Yeah. There is nothing like when camp is ready. Um, there's nothing like a Wednesday night. There's nothing like a Thursday night practice for mm -hmm. her to come yeah. to dance and worship practice. And even with Joel, he just loved to be here, you know? And um, we have so much fun yeah. you know and um even with the with, with, with the older guys like the adults man we have fun all the time yeah you know mm -hmm. we we share funny stuff i remember we were just yeah. talking about some stuff um with um even with um the bill cosby movie that you told me to watch and <laughs> you know, I start watching it and my, the most amazing part about it is like um we, we, we call him sanka from um cool runnings when he said um tiny wine you know and that was just that was just crazy yeah. we laugh like crazy yeah. <laughs> like just over that you know but um but i think um one of the dna that i get that i i love here is um love god love people and send them out and yeah. that's basically the vision of the church and mm -hmm. we never stop love and we laugh we we chat we have fun yeah. you know in the midst of it and i think that's what it it, 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 it and one of my proudest things too like that goes with that my daughter and junior's daughter are in the same class they play a lot together and so yes they have fun because we they do games they do object lessons they do all that but they also minister together yes our daughters yes. Mm -hmm. how old is chelsea she's eight nine. or nine nine mm -hmm. so my daughter's nine his daughter's nine she's gonna turn nine June. we have we have pictures of these girls in the altar praying over other kids yes. and other kids encountering god so it's not just them having a fun game like that is fun yeah. to see yes. someone to see your peer your yes. friend come to know who Christ is at the same time while you can have fun by playing games and then you can do that. Yes. And that yes. right there, I tell you what, they've had fun doing games, mm -hmm. but I never hear stories like I do when she comes home and someone encounters yes. the Lord. Well, and you, yes. Man, you see those kids, man. They, yeah. yeah, they're having fun in kids' ministry, mm -hmm. but they're mm -hmm. encountering God in kids' mm -hmm. ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you bring them out into the sanctuary yes. if, we, if we have a worship night or something like that. Dude, those kids are leading the way. They're up front. Yes. They are leading the way. And and it's so cool how electric it is to the adults because the adults are like, yeah. it, it's almost like it gives them a free pass saying, yeah. I, I can worship like mm -hmm. a child. And, yeah. and I'm like, that's the big idea. Yeah. You yes. know, to become like a child mm. and just enjoy. And I can't hardly even look at them when we're doing it. It breaks me. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. It just gets me. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It gets me. Uh, well, I need to take this opportunity to take a shout out to my wife. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but she does uh, uh, foster yes. that that yeah kids ministry kids ministry to to them yeah, become ministering spirits and yes. and somebody said something to her the other day and I don't remember how it was worded but it was some effect of 
Well, they're just kids. And I thought, her, I thought mm. she had to pause. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's like, no, <laughs> no. they're not just kids. She says, yeah. the Bible says that we need to become like them. Yes. And they don't become yes. like us. Yeah. We keep trying to make them like us. And that's why they ain't fit for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, that's exactly right. Well, yeah. And they're, man, they're not the church of tomorrow. Yeah. They're the church of today. today. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. We say it all the time around here. There's no junior Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. The same they spirit that raised Christ spirit. from the dead yeah. is in them. And they, man, it's they're contagious. Yeah. 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 No, it, yeah. It, it, it humbles me. Yeah. Because, yeah. because you know, I, I even, when I was 10, when I got saved, I was afraid to share the gospel with anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I was yeah. scared. I was scared. And, mm-hmm. and a little girl that I was, Went to school with I, I, I didn't know she was sick, and I didn't share the gospel with her. And I remember the Holy Spirit kept telling me to tell her about Jesus, and she died. Mm-hmm. And man, it it warped me. I like I just really had a hard time with it, and kept it to myself for many years. But I didn't make me witness anymore. I was still afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what they're fostering is, is them to not be afraid. Mm-hmm. That is normal. Yeah. To get up yeah. There and, and pray <clears throat> for somebody else and to talk to somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. And, you know, as an adult, I finally learned that, but, but it would have been nicer to, to have learned it as a child. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, um, you were going to say something. Oh, so. you're good. You're good. Yeah. Well, and as kids, it's so simple to them. Like it's just black and white, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so like, even just hearing our children pray, mm-hmm. you know, and Levi specifically, he will pray, um, and he'll just start praying for people, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll just start praying for certain things in them. And I think that we as adults, we tend to overcomplicate things oh, or we become so yes. distracted that we miss the things. And mm-hmm. for the kids, it's just so real and it's just so simple to them mm-hmm. that, you know, like they'll be praying stuff out of people mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, yeah. yes, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's it right there because for them, they see. You know, and they see those things and like, it's just a simple, like, I love the Lord, you know, and it's just such a pure, like love for him. Um, And when you you tell a kid that, that Jesus heals. Yep. They believe it. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so they're praying for someone to be healed. They're believing wholeheartedly that yes. as they pray, they're going to yes. be healed. Yes. That's yes. why we've seen so many people mm-hmm. touched and healed through the prayer of a child. Mm-hmm. They don't yep. know any better. They, mm-hmm. don't, they, don't, they don't know to doubt. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's true. Well, that is so true. was hurting and, and y'all got around yeah. and the kids and the kids were praying for me. And yeah. There's a headache. Yeah, so I, uh, my, my Rangers class, I teach a, ki- a kids class, K through second grade Rangers, Royal Rangers class. And, uh, you know, we we spend so much time teaching our kids about who God is, uh, how He loves, what He does, and so one of the young the young kids came up, and I could tell he was you know he was bothered by something, something was hurting him, and he said his his he said my my temple is really hurting really bad, and I said well let's pray, and I said now hold on, let's get all the kids and pray, and I mm-hmm. said boys come here, so they all come over and um, they they all laid hands on him, and we all pray. I said now you guys pray as I pray, and the Lord's going to heal this kid. Mm-hmm. And it's your friend. You know, we have been talking about respect mm-hmm. and love, uh, love people just as has God loved them. And and so it's one thing to teach them about God, but it's another way for them to encounter it and see it yes. for themselves. Yes. Yes. And that leaves a mark on them. I'll never forget seeing God move in my own, with my own eyes mm-hmm. as opposed to teaching about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, you know, five minutes later, that headache was gone and they were all back playing and they all got to experience that. Mm-hmm. And so that didn't just change them; it changed me. Oh, right. yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It changed me. I yep. heard about it. 
Well, and it's all the kids, you know, it's not just, I mean, I used ours as an, an example because I mean, he lives with us, you know, and I hear him, but, um, you know, and he's ours, but I mean, there are several kids like these kids, they're having dreams Mm -hmm. and they're seeing visions. They're hearing from the Lord. Like they are in the middle of all of this because Mm -hmm. they have not had some overcomplicated theology or religious person telling them like not to yeah you know they they have the freedom and they like they're they're doing these things you know and the Mm -hmm. lord is using them yeah Yeah. um and it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful to me um to see what he's doing in those kids and through those kids and how he's speaking to them and as I said that yeah. I shared this too, I remember Chelsea came in her room about 2 to 3 a.m. in the morning saying, I, I, I had a dream. Um, I dreamed that there was a plane and the plane crashed. And, um, and she was telling us about the dream that she saw with a plane crashing, just crashing to the ground. And Raquel, that was, the I think, the Monday and the Tuesday night. You guys have prior, yep. and Raquel came home and said Delilah had the dream the very same night yep. about a plane crashing. Mm-hmm. No, the next day, a plane crashed all the way in China, wow. straight down. Boom. Yep. <clears throat> wow. My goodness. Yes. She saw that not just only her, but our worship leader yeah. yep. and her worship pastor mm-hmm. had that same dream. And I think about three weeks before that, Raquel said, I forgot which little boy from here, she said, have a dream about a plane crashing or something. Mm. Yeah. These are little kids. These are kids that's not yeah. even 10 years old. Yeah. And um, I like that. And so my next question that I really want to ask, and this is what a lot of unchurch um, folks ask, you know, um, just um, how, how uh, let me see how to ask it. How do we believe what's happening in the Bible? It's real, you know? Um, just just based on, on the level that different one is at um, with the knowledge from then compares to now, you know? Um, yeah. Man, that's, a, that's an incredible question uh, simply because, you know, you can, as an unbeliever, you can look at the Bible a certain mm-hmm. way and almost view it as, as almost like it's a it's a history, mm-hmm. you know, and there are a lot of um, studies that validate some of the history throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. um, even some of the science throughout the Bible. Um, it's 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 very accurate, but in the same token, you know, to to go from being an unbeliever into a believer, at some point you have to have some faith. Yeah. Yes. To believe yes. that this thing is true because mm-hmm. if you begin to open up the scriptures and you look at the different things that take place like mm-hmm. I mean y'all know it's it's, yeah. like, it's wild. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. Yes. And if yes. we're being honest, it takes some faith to mm-hmm. say, man, I believe that that what is said is true that this mm-hmm. is the inspired word of God. But once you commit your faith and you start to to look at it through the eyes of faith, it's amazing how it begins to come alive and yeah. then you're not just reading a book, all of a sudden you're having an experience. Yes. You're yes. having an encounter. Yes. And nobody yes. can take away the experience <clears throat> and the encounter because that's your experience. It's yes. it's what you've had and and I love the fact that we serve a God that that you can experience. And so I pray 
for mm-hmm. unbelievers who who've not had that experience that mm-hmm. that maybe they would pick up a Bible and as they begin yeah. to read it, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit would just make come it come on. alive to them as yes. they they come look on. at it and read it and and I say that because one encounter with the Lord for me changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it wasn't it wasn't somebody trying to to jam Bible down my throat necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was it just came alive and it started mm-hmm. clicking and it began to make sense and. Now I'm a firm believer in the word, man. We gotta have we yeah. gotta have the word, but yeah. uh, man, it's it's awesome when it begins to speak yeah. and it begins to come alive because it's mm-hmm. it's active. Yes. It's, it's yes. alive. It's sharper than any two edged yes. sword, and so mm-hmm. you can read a scripture one time and it say it it, it it come across one way to you. You can read it another time and it speaks a different way to yes. you. It's always talking. Yes. It's always yes. speaking, and so man, I I would say faith plays a I mean, it yeah. plays the biggest role in, mm-hmm. in whether you believe it to be true or not. Yeah, yeah. I think too. One thing that really changed for me in the in the years that I've been studying, uh, some things that really recently and that that I come to a knowledge of, and this was. Uh, Pastor Jen actually taught a class uh, that, that I took uh, on hermeneutics. And so hermeneutics is the study of interpreting the Bible. <laughs> and because of that, you, you learn how to interpret the context of which story is being read. And the Bible is a big book. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we all know that it's a huge book. It's not like a bedtime story. It's a big thing. And it's a lot happening. And a lot of different contexts are happening. There's letters. There's proverbs. There's uh, things to live by. And so... When people read certain things, you have to understand where you're coming from, when or who was writing it, what area they were in, the culture of the time. And so, for as when I was an unbeliever, when I first read, I was like, "This is some unbelievable stuff." Of course, I went right to the end of the book. I'm like, "I just want to see what happens at the end." And then I was like, "This is crazy." Uh, but now, you know, looking at now with the spiritual lens, with a hermeneutical lens on how to break down what these things are you you learn which one's a historical narrative mm-hmm. which one is a letter an instruction to a particular people and so with, with knowing that it changed the way i read a lot and i didn't even know that i was already kind of doing that mm-hmm. um and the way that i read i like to look up the writer and who they were but then after that class it really changed things for me and looking and i have a lot of people uh, uh, friends of mine who who will have questions like well how can you believe something that was written by a man i'm like well, you, you went through high school and you read history books that was written by man, mm-hmm. right? Why is it so hard to believe this book that was written and proven to be written so much long, you know, so long ago? And just because, you know, well, we weren't there to see it. I said, were you there to see George Washington? You know, I mean, so it's, it's the same thing. But like Pastor said, it does require faith. And then it also requires a little bit of knowledge on how to interpret what you're reading. And so with putting those two together, it's so much easier for me now, especially when I go to teach something, I got to know what context are we talking about? What was happening here? Mm-hmm. And so that would be my biggest advice to, to new believers is get some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that there's nothing wrong with that. I needed help. Right. And I think what you're saying right now is why I think the need of the hour right now is for fathers and mothers in the faith yes. to begin to step up because so for so many, I, as we were, you know, we were youth pastors before we were pastors and uh, it was a struggle to find mature believers in the faith that that would father and mother these these young people as they were brand new, you know, mm-hmm. brand new to the faith. They needed somebody to disciple and to lead them. And and man, there was nobody. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. There was there was nobody. Yeah. And I just believe right now we need some fathers and mothers in the faith to, yeah. to yeah. rise up and begin to take some of these young people by the hand and begin to point mm-hmm. them in discipleship and take them deeper yes. in the word. Yeah. And mm-hmm. teach them what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And yes. You're so right. And I and I also want to applaud you two for that as well, because in the midst of everything that we have going on here, which uh, you know, this we're very blessed to be a part of a church that really does walk the talk. And yes. we send people out. We work mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. We're working on Sundays. They're here every day of the week. And then they take the time to father and mother people yes. spiritually. And yes. it's you've seen the growth. You guys have seen it. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've, we've, we've started a program here where we, we teach uh, a, a university's classes on uh, ministry on on all all kinds of different subjects, and that's just something else you guys added because you saw the need for that, yes. and it has yes. greatly improved mm-hmm. so much of my studies, my life, my mm-hmm. family, uh, and I've seen it in several other families. And so I just definitely commend you guys on that. When you don't even have the time to do that, really, and you take that time because it it really does mean something to you, and you're seeing the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for a spiritual father like that and when I came to this this church you know uh, pastor and Roy and junior were probably the first three that I met and you know me and junior hit it right off because we're Don't brothers worry, better people you can meet <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know Roy, we, me and Roy hit it right off and and, and pastor we talked and, you know he said you like to eat I said I said well yeah what do you mean and so, right here. Yeah, yeah. so you know I that that changed that changed my life is yeah. having people like y'all in my life who not just you know say hi and, and talk about things but really take the time to invest in me yeah. mm-hmm. and my yes, family yes, yes. and now you're seeing you know, you're seeing that the fruit of that and so yeah. I definitely applaud you for that mm-hmm. yep and um, I, and I want to say this as well um, you know the Bible I said it earlier like the Bible said unless you become like one of these little child you know mm-hmm. you talk about childlike faith and even for the unbelievers are and they all believe something and um and I say it in this way, if they have a Eddie who they're calling on the church, they're not going to their friends. And if mm-hmm. their families are in trouble, they are not going to their friends, they are going to the church. Mm-hmm. You know, and it tells me that they believe that there is a God and that He's the one in control. When they are most hurt, mm-hmm. they go to the one true source. Yeah. Even if they are not coming, even if they talk against it. When it really matters the most, yeah. they are going to the true source. They are not playing around at that time mm-hmm. because they know that he's the one in control, you know. And so I, I really want to say that. But I, I and I really want to say that relationship here as well has played a big part, you know, of us, um, with us. And that's what it is like um, for persons that even um, going to church that are, looking at a home church that are not yet a believer and want to say, God, I want to give my life over. You know, um, I think one of the most important things is relationship and fellowship. And that's something that we have here. And I know that we are not the only church that does that are share relationship like that. There are many more churches that are really say, you know what, this is not just about me, but this is about him and the kingdom and we gotta love people, you know, because we love God. And so um that's even and, and for even someone that's watching, you might get the program by a friend or someone might introduce it to say, hey, look at um Kingdom Chat. 
you know, one of the things that I want to say, even on this part of it, if you're looking for a, a, I mean, to change your life and turn it over and you're looking for a church with um, good people, good relationship, it's everywhere, you know, everywhere it's at. You just got to find, just allow the Lord to lead you to the right place. And I must say this, a lot of time persons look at one flaws in a church and walk away. Yeah. You will not find a church that are flawless. The day you find that, Jesus mm. yeah. is here. Come on. And, and he's not yet. And so you yeah. will find flaws, you know, because we have flaws here is just the same, yes. you know. Yeah. But Absolutely. one of the things is that we we put that we put people above and we love people. Mm -hmm. And so you we as we call the reject church, because we, we care for the ones who are on drugs, the one who drink, the one who smoke. We we we're not gonna leave them out in the yeah. core. We show them love, mm -hmm. you know. And so I believe there are many more churches like us out there yeah. that you can be connected to. Yes. We'd love if you be here. That's great. So we can hug on you and squeeze it just the same. But there are others. And don't ever let, because something happened within a church, you walk away from God because there's no perfect church. You will not find one. Yeah. 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 Don't show up late and leave early and be mad because nobody talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. You know, they're coming to the middle service, yeah. they leave before the church. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they weren't very friendly. They're sending emails. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were just, we're, uh, you know, I wanted to hit on this too. We're just very grateful for our pastors and, you know, tell them that. Not, not, it doesn't have to be them if these ain't your pastors. If you have a pastor, tell them yes, that. Yes. Because, you know, we talked about how we don't, they don't even have fun because they're so yes. into the mission of what called, God called them to do. But that's going to change. But um, <laughs> we just, we wanted to take some time to sit down with them yes. and let you hear their heart, let you hear their journey, who they are, where they came from, how they got where they are, some advice for young men and women. And if I could have, you know, I never would have thought I'd be in ministry looking 10 years ago, five years ago, even. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I know, I know, I know. I, would, I wouldn't put money on me either. But, you know, this is a, a way for even people who, like Junior said, who are looking for a church to, to have a look at what you really are about. Mm -hmm. And this is as vulnerable as it gets. Like, yeah. you know, it don't get much better. Yeah. Uh, and so I just wanted to give them opportunity to, uh, if you want to talk about how long you've been in ministry, yes. even where you came from, how you, how you got here, um, you know, without... All the detail, but this is this is your opportunity. We want we want to you know we want people to get to know you, and I think this is going to be a good way. And you too, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I mean, I don't know. I I received a call to preach, and uh, you know when I was in the fifth grade, wow. son. But. Uh, you know, when ministry really started for me was probably, you know, I started leading worship 16, 17 years old. Bro, I was making mud pies in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you made me feel bad. I was getting to serve uh, in leadership uh, at a church here here in Tennessee, uh, very involved in, in the youth. And um, then 9-11 happened. Mm. You know, and I was, you know, I felt that call. Like I wanted to, I wanted to serve my country. And so I went to the recruiter's office and I was like, you know, what, what can I do? And he was like, well, what are you doing right now? And I was like, well, I'm youth pastor. And, and so he's like, man, I got the job for you. It's, it's called a, a chaplain assistant where, where you can serve your country and serve God at the same time. And so mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I went in uh, into the chaplain service in the, the Air Force, and that's that's where I met Jen. Praise God. She wasn't in ministry uh, prior to us meeting, but, I mean, we did get to meet at a F-15 fighter jet airplane crash. Oh, wow. That's unique. Yes. I, I love to tell that because that's not amazing. many people get to meet uh, in that way. No. And she saw me say the blessing over my food, and she was like, man, i got to have that. Hey! <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. story, <laughs> She said, what a stud. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Okay. Not okay. <laughs> but man, like, I, I fell in love with her heart for the Lord. Yeah. Um, the more we got to talk and talking and, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, we served, served together as we, uh, man, we got to be part of, of planting a brand new service there wow. on base. Uh, a contemporary service and, and man the Lord worked and moved but also in the meantime I was I was battling alcoholism mm. um, I, I was I was a hardcore alcoholic in ministry uh, struggling um, it hit a peak had an encounter with the Lord he changed my life um, and within what it wasn't three days was it three days it or three weeks maybe I mean just a couple weeks. Three weeks of getting wrecked by the Lord, being set free and delivered from, from alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we went to a church in, in Andalusia, Alabama. and uh, Were y'all married at that point already? Yes, we were married. We were. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, they were like, we heard you can lead worship. They said, uh, will, will, you, will you step in as our, our worship leader on the team? And I was like, Y- y'all don't know what I'm just walking out of. Like, I'm fresh from, <laughs> yeah. from being an alcoholic. I, right. I'm tainted good. Y'all don't want me. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. we want you. Yes. Wow. Amen. Now, as a pastor, I'm thinking, that pastor was crazy. What a ticket! But, man, yes. he, he took a chance on me. And I'm where I'm at today. Wow. Because he took a chance on me. And that was what going on 15 years ago now. Wow. 15 mm-hmm. years ago. And so, man, we got to... You know, from there, we got to youth pastor and be uh, worship pastors at an mm-hmm. incredible church in Op, Alabama. And we were serving there and so happy. And my dad's pastor sent a message on Facebook that said, man, I think Canvas Community Church would be a great church for y'all. Now, of course, he tagged me in front of the world while I'm still serving. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I had to go and remove it. But uh, when I when I called the current pastor of the church, man, we... I, I fell in love with him, man. Our our heart, vision. I was like, we gotta go, and so we came to Manchester. I guess after all, saying no first, after yeah. we did no, say no. We were yes. very comfortable where we were at. Yeah. We were established, stable. We were comfortable. Yeah, you know, and yeah. we we said no, and nothing happened. But the Lord just let us know, like that's what I'm calling you to, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, he just kind of took this piece away that we had and we were like, we were supposed to go, mm-hmm. you know, wow. um, and y'all had turned it down. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We were like, no, we're good because I mean, we were comfortable. There was no reason to, to do anything else or to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And like the Lord, like he just couldn't sleep at night. And the Lord was just like, no, you're, you're supposed to do this. Wow. Um, and so he had called him um, 
And he said, no, the Lord had let me know that it was you. And so they had not filled the position. Wow. And so, yeah. and that was a. He talked to me. He goes, yeah. I'm not looking for anybody else. They're yeah. the ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I knew they were supposed to come here. So <laughs> you were, Roy, yeah. Roy was yeah. on the board. He was. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. I, I, we met them and I'm like, oh yeah, these are the ones. I mean, I yeah. just felt in my spirit. I was like, mm-hmm. when I met you both, you had such a peaceful spirit. It was like I knew you my whole life. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're supposed to be here. He, he asked me, I said, what do you think? I said, they're supposed to be here. And then he came in. He said, Roy, I got, I got a problem. He said, he canceled. I said, why did he cancel? They're supposed to be here. <laughs> I said, I know this is where God called him to do. I said, I'm not, Lord, I'm not speaking for you, but I'm speaking for you. I mean, yeah, yeah. Johnny goes, I'm not looking for anybody else. I, yeah. I, I think they're the ones. And, and then Johnny comes back. He called back. He's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew he was supposed to be here. Wow. I just yeah. felt it. I I've never felt like that before about any time. You know, as pastor or assistant pastor, you know, I've ushered in other preachers and other ministries and stuff like that, and never felt <laughs> such peace that y'all are supposed to be here and such brokenness <clears throat> when you turned us down. I'm like, no, that's not right. Mm-hmm. You're you were the ones, and I want to know y'all come here. Yeah, Man, I had so much fun picking on you. <laughs> yeah. He was a youth minister; it was a whole lot easier for me to pick on. I must go get him some, but but uh, I had such a good time, and we had a great time together. But you also introduced me to things that I had never done before. They drove me out to missions and and got me out to Puerto Rico a couple times. Well, we, you know, I bake near the equator. They had people, <laughs> people had this family that baking at the equator, serving Jesus in a mm-hmm. mighty way, and um, changed my life. And, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 um, I'm glad that that God gave me that vision because I didn't realize that He was telling me you were supposed to be here because I needed you too, mm-hmm. and and, wow. and certainly become such dear friends to us. I mean, we're your family to us, and yeah, and we love you. And, uh, wow, and it, it just I knew you were supposed to be here. Mm. I'm willing to bet Oreos were involved. <laughs> It was, it was actually hot wings. That's right. That's right. Wow. That's kind of funny, too. I, just quickly, I, I remember um, when me and my family were looking for a church, we finally decided we needed to come back to church. And uh, I had looked at this place and I was just like, no, I don't. Mm-mm. And I waited. I waited for two years, mm-hmm. and you were still youth minister. Mm-hmm. The year that we came, you had just—it would been—it had been like three or four months that you guys had took over lead pastor. That had nothing to do with it. I had no idea. I just, for some, you know, some reason, I was I was holding back. Yeah. And my God, we we came the first the first time that we walked in there. First of all, I'm very strict with my kids. Like I don't trust people with my kids, mm-hmm. but I felt a peace immediately. Like my okay, they can go. Mm-hmm. I felt okay with that, and I've never felt that before. So, and I also had never encountered the Holy Spirit before. So it was already working from when, the moment that I walked in. I kept hearing this. I kept hearing this thing. Said, so "What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. What are you waiting for?" I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I'm what I'm waiting on." And we get in there, and um, and I, then I saw I met Delilah and Sam, and she sang a song. Uh, called Hunger by David and Nicole Binion. Mm. The chorus was, what are you waiting for? And I remember the spot on the carpet. I fell on my face, snot everywhere. And my my life got changed in that moment, in that moment. And from then on, I turned, I never, I never looked back. Mm. I, I, I quit cussing overnight, which I, I didn't realize how bad I was. I found an old video and I felt so Nasty, yeah. seeing that, and I'm like, my God, what was I doing? Quit smoking, quit dealing drugs, quit drinking, all that in one night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, now I have friends who were there for that moment who are who are asking about it. Yeah, years later, 
And so because of your yes, you know, that that you just have no idea the ripple effect that you will have that you can have on people like Roy and myself and Junior's family just from your yes, just from leaving your comfort zone to come and do what God's called you to do. And now we're seeing our kids, our kids are getting people saved. Yes. Like it is just is a wrecking me. And I tell you, one, one of the most important thing also is that I looked at um, just for you two to just lead in, 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 in this area, in, in Coffee County, I realized that you are not partial, like, and, and you are not, you're not going to look at someone and say, oh, we need this one, but we don't need that one. One of the things that grabs me the most by do, from doing missions and going to different nations and seeing different culture and people to see you accept just anybody. Hmm. And when I said anybody, I mean anybody. Like one of the things that you do, and that's what makes you, I mean, so so blessed to open your doors to anybody. Like uh, we have a program here that um, I think Sean and, and his wife does that. They minister to people that are in problems and, and drugs and um, have and troubles in their homes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, and you just give them the church to do that. You give them a place in the church that they can come and meet and pour into the community that are going through tough stuff that are not even Christians. Most of them are not Christians. And they will come on a Sunday day and sometimes they would come on a Bible study night, but you open the door to that. And I remember the first time I meet with Shane, um, he said, come into my office. And I'm like, where's the office? His office is your old office <laughs> that you gave him, you know? And that's what makes you unique. And I, I know that he's our pastor, we're gonna love on him. But, but the thing that we are saying is not that we are creating a, a story, we are creating yeah, a real thing. Yeah. That's just who you are, mm -hmm. you know? and. Um, and just for doing that, I believe that's the, that is why the Lord honors you so much. Mm -hmm. Because you open the door he gave just us this for echo anybody. Run, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jim did that. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I'll say And we appreciate that too. Um, yeah. Because, you know, having that take this equipment down back and forth now we can lock it and it's a whole lot easier um, this is our first time set up in this room but uh, I appreciate it um, yeah. because it, it certainly is going to help this we want this to be a ministry mm -hmm. and um, and having a place to do it like that and I know that eventually we'll have to move you know there comes time where this is it's temporary because this church has grown and we yeah. get that but we, we assume that, that that if God continues to bless this that he'll have somewhere else for us to go when that time comes. It'll yeah. line up, and yeah. and uh, and I. But I appreciate that opportunity and, and your spirit about saying, "Yeah, I like what you're doing. I've got a room for you." Yeah, and, and I like that. And the yes to come on the show. Yeah. I mean, you're our first, you're our first guest you're too, right. so you kind of set the bar. Yeah, you said there was an outlaw ribeye involved. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I said that. We can't we can't go back now. So we need to wrap this up so we can get up to Murfreesboro. Oh my gosh! We uh. I love that all ribeye. So good. We we just so grateful for your story and for how it's moved so many people and, and us and uh, and our, you're seeing it everywhere. And so um, there's so many sermons that we could talk about that you have preached, so many that have impacted my life directly. And um, 
And I know that you don't take that lightly because I know you put more work into it than anybody I've ever seen. My grandfather was a preacher. He also worked two jobs and he, you know, he couldn't do the work on his sermons like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and I, I saw that. And I see you here because I'm here a lot too. And I'm always seeing you guys put work in. And it shows like preparation is everything. And so mm-hmm. we're seeing the fruit of that in our church because of your preparation, your hard work. And it's paying off. It's paying off for the kingdom. It's not paying off for us. It's not about us. And you, he'll be the first one to say that. It's not about him. And she'll say that too. Uh, and so I have a, a little clip of uh, one of your sermons uh, a few weeks ago. I wanted to ask you a question about that. And so we'll let that clip play here in just a second. Awkward pause. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So after your series on identity, you you preached on identity. I think we did like a three-week series on that. Um, And it's so, it's always timely. It was so, it was so so good. There's there's things that were going on uh, with with me personally, with other people on it, with 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 more people than you would know mm-hmm. on identity. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity um, to say what is the one thing you would like the church or our audience to know about your sermon on who are you on your identity? Is there anything that you would? I mean, it's, I know it's kind of hard to wrap that up, <laughs> you know. Uh, so you talking about three weeks where? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just he praised you for all the preparation. Oh, can you just? Uh, it's about three weeks. Can story. you just wrap that up real quick? Give me a little thumbs up. <laughs> but if there's anything that you would, you know, anything that you would want to say on to somebody who maybe doesn't even know that they're having an identity issue, I mean, anything that you have for that well, or Jen. I, I just think that today. I mean, you can turn on the news. You can look mm-hmm. at social media and. The biggest struggle we're looking at is identity crisis mm-hmm. and identity theft. Come on. Yes. And you look at the generation right now and they don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I remember, you know, during that series, just asking the congregation, who are you? Yeah. Yes. And every single one of us at this table have an ID card. Yes. And we have, it's, it's to do business. It's to function in the natural world, but we don't have that to function in the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that maybe we don't know. And sometimes we forget that if any man be in Christ, Come on. he's a new creation. Who are we in Christ? And we're sons and daughters of the living God. Yes. And I read the the, the passage in Acts chapter two. You know, it, it's you know it, it's quoting. You know, uh, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Yes. Well, I believe that'll happen. But until they realize they're sons and daughters, yeah. how yes. how are they going to oh, get to the, the the part where they're going to prophesy? Wow. And I just believe we need to understand who we are in the kingdom, and that's where King's kids, man. We're yes. sons. We're yes. daughters, like we're yes. royalty. Yes, and I, man, we need to we need to know that. Yeah, and and I don't think we would have the problems we're having right now if we knew who we are and who our identity is in Christ. So good. That is so no, true. That is so true. true. I remember the second week you preached that um, Joel ran to the altar. Oh yeah, like uh, and I think he probably was the only youth that ran to the altar. And when it's all done and we were driving home, I said, "What happened?" And he said. Daddy, I tell you something. The first day, the first week, I didn't go, but I couldn't make this one pass. And that word has such an effect on him, you know, and he just ran to the hunter. You know, he didn't even hesitate, you know, and so I think that, that that's very good. And, and as I said, in the day and age now, what we are, we, how we are living, 
we need to know who we are. Yes. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> Jennifer, the other day, we uh, they were singing a song that was telling us about how we can't see God's army, but but it's it's always there. And I want to play a clip from what you said that day. And so let's watch that clip. Uh, all right. So, um, so Jennifer, my question to you is about something you said, and and I've never thought about it before. I've thought about the scripture many times. It's been preached many times. It's beautiful. But you said something that just blew me away, and you said that God's army didn't just arrive. It was always it was always there. there. And and my question to you is this, and I, and it's important to me because of, of the way that God speaks to me sometimes. Sometimes. I get things like weeks before, months before, days before. Sometimes I get while well, I'm saying it, mm-hmm. you know. And so my question to you is, is that thought process, is that something God had revealed to you over time? Or is that something that you just got up there and the Holy Spirit just gave to you? That was something that the Lord had actually revealed to me um, a while back. He had given me that revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just in a season of my life where I was like, Lord, I know what you've said to us. I know what you have said. I know the promises you've made, the promises of revival, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I know what you've said you are going to do, you know, in your people, in this city, in this county. Like, I know that, but I'm not seeing it right now, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so I had just been praying, um, just praying, and he had, had given me that revelation because a lot of times the voice of the enemy or the battles that are around you tend to be louder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, or your, your focus is on those things, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm seeing this battle in front of me and I know what God has said, but that's not what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. you know, in the physical. And so he had given me that revelation um, then. And it was about the same time that he had, um, given me a revelation. It was it was all together um, about Hagar, you know, and um, she was in the wilderness and he had birthed something through her and she had left it there to die. Um, and it says in scripture, now how the child came about, those are messages for another day. You know, <laughs> I couldn't care less. But what I do know is that she had given birth to something and the mm-hmm. Lord heard that thing that yeah. she gave birth to cry out. Yes. Um, and when it cried out, it said that the Lord heard that mm. and told her, open your eyes. And when she opened her eyes, she saw a well of water. Mm. And so the well was there. Yeah. Her eyes were blind <laughs> to it. And so it was all at the same time that the Lord was saying, like, I am here. Mm -hmm. You know, the answer is here. That thing that is going to keep you alive is here. You know, he has called us to birth something. And the thing that is keeping that alive, it's already there. Mm -hmm. And just because we don't see it with our physical eyes doesn't mean it's not there. Mm. And so... You know, the Lord was just saying, like, open your eyes. It's mm-hmm. here. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. it's all here. And to me, like, I just got so much security in that because it's like we, you know, we said earlier, it's not about us, yes. you know. And I get in these moments where I'm like, Lord, I am not equipped for this. I'm inadequate. Blah, 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 blah. And the bottom line is, is it's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's not about us at all. Like he says, do this. We'd say yes. 
we do it and he takes care of the rest. Yes, The rest of it, it's already there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was just about that same time that he was just showing me that like it's really just about him mm-hmm. and all, all of our answers, all of our everything, it's there. It, it really spoke to me because uh, I'm, I won't go into details on here, but I've been dealing with something that I've needed for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And an answer finally came. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like I was telling my brother Chip about it. And he, he started crying. He said, you know, I mean, you preach all the time to trust the Lord. And say, sometimes it's hard to do it ourselves. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, 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 and here's the thing. When you said that, mm-hmm. God forgive me. When you said that, the army was there all the time. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit told me, you thought for 10 years I was doing nothing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was there all the time. Yeah. Because it was hard for 10 years. And, and and so to know that he was there all the time, it it, 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 it spoke to me. And, and I appreciate you giving that word because I know you were nervous about getting on the stage. You told me that. You were nervous about getting on the stage, but I'm glad you did not fight that because mm-hmm. those words that you gave ministered to me and pointed out where I had erred in my faith because I wasn't getting what I needed for 10 years battling this thing. And then now it's come to me and God says, and then we were there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, so I appreciate that. Um, and, and, and I'm glad that you went up there and did that because it was spoke to me and helped me a lot. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, when we think the Lord's there all the time, like we start as kids teaching them like that God's always there. Mm-hmm. He's always there, you know, and we know that like we know that as adults. But like sometimes Jennifer, like feisty Jennifer, mm-hmm. needs to know yeah. <laughs> needs to know that like my God is not playing. <laughs> I am. But that my God doesn't play games. Come He's on. not here to play games. Yes, he yeah. is gentle and mm-hmm. he is those arms wrapped around me like when I just need daddy to hold me yes. you know like he is yeah. very much that to me but he is also very much yeah. the commander of that army <laughs> that brings in chariots that are on fire Golly. and so sometimes that's what I need yes. I need to know that he is coming in with all of it, mm. you yes. know, and yes. he's not holding exactly anything right. back. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And so I just think it just brings this new perspective. Like he is so all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All yes. of yes. them. Well, yes. my prayer is that the Holy Spirit always reminds me of what you said. His army's there all the time. Oh, yeah. yes. All the time. Because sometimes yeah. we can't see it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and, 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 and the thing is, is that. He knows when it needs to react. I, I thought it should have reacted ten years ago. Yeah, right. But he's like, no, his way is better. Time. Yeah. His way is better. It, you know, is. it really is. But we have to go through some mire here in this earth, and we think that means God don't care. But that's not it. He mm-hmm. warned to have him. Yeah. The day that you do this, you're going to start seeing death. Mm-hmm. The destruction yeah. is going to become upon you. Yeah. And literally, as soon as Adam sinned, what happened? The animals started fighting each other. Thorns and thistles came out of the ground. We there literally. Yeah. Our doings have caused them. That's why he wore our crown of thorns. Yeah. Because that was our crown, right? That's mm-hmm. what we created. The one he created is perfect, right? He yeah. his down and took ours. And it's because of the fact that we are going to go through problems in this world. People are yeah. going to get sick. We're going to get yeah. we're going to die. We're going to have yeah. fights, troubles in families, all oh those things. But you know what? 
if I everybody goes through those things, saved, unsaved, doesn't matter. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. goes through things. I like going through them a whole lot better with Jesus on my yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do wish the army come down off the hill quicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I, that's that's yeah. my thought process. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. that that's where my faith comes in, knowing that He knows more than me. Mm-hmm. Because yes. when the answer came, it came yeah. in spades. How sweet! Like, How sweet is it when it shows up? Yeah. You know, and so that application, that that word that she gave and what that meant for you was incredible. And so she said something else that just I was at work when that happened. I was listening. I hope no, my, my boss ain't listening. Uh, <laughs> I, I was listening. I was listening while I was on break. And uh, uh, she said, God, she said, my, my God comes in with chariots of fire. Yeah. And that just changed something in me. It reminded me of like when I was a kid. And when my mom and dad would show up to pick me up from school, my dad would walk in. I said, that's my dad. My dad's coming. And then I saw it again when chariots of fire, my dad is coming. You better you better get out because he's coming and he's not coming on a pony. He's coming with chariots of fire. And everything that he wants to do is coming with it. And it, my, I, big man started running into, at work. I was like, these people looking at me crazy all the time. Like, why does he go nuts on Sundays? Like, and it's loud in there, so I can hoop and holler, and nobody hears me. But they it's they are, they, yes, I'm not, I'm not any out of the ordinary. But that set me on fire. And that word, just a simple word, it really changed the whole outlook on my situation. He's there all the time, and when he shows up, mm-hmm. he chariots a fire. Yes. And sometimes he shows up in those subtle moments where I don't even expect him to come, and then he's here, and it's like Dad's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when you look at it like that, my God, it changed my whole perspective. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Well, um, is there any advice, Jen, that you have for wives in the church or ministry who have husbands who are serving or seeking ministry or or even maybe they don't know they're about to jump into ministry? Uh, I know you've uh, spent a lot of time with the women here and my wife especially and I've seen her grow so much just by your conversations and the teachings and and the things that 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 the women here learn and and how how much of an important role they are in the ministry because I know like like we said earlier every man of God has a woman of fire behind him and so I think I I know that the pastor would have way less success without you supporting him and fighting fires for him and doing so much. I see it. You know, I, I do see it. And so any advice you have for any of those wives or women? Oh, goodness. I could be here all night. Um, <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. Um, I guess the advice that I would have is I heard um, – Relatively early, I say relatively early in ministry, um, I had heard a lady say, um, just because my husband was called to be a pastor does not mean that I'm called to be a pastor's wife. Mm. Um, And I just don't believe that's true. Yeah. Um, Because when we were married, two became one. Um, And so we are one. And if he is called, then that means I am called. And if our children are in our house, then that means they are called. That's good. Okay. And then they, you know, they will become what the Lord has them to be. Um, And whether that be in ministry or whether that be a job, whether whatever that is, it's what he calls them 
to be. And they will be that light wherever they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, But while they're in our home, then they are also called to ministry. (laughs) Um, And so for me, I just know that my heart has always been that we're in this thing together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just, a woman, they can make or break a ministry. Yeah. Like, we That's are powerful. Good. Yeah. You know. No doubt. Um, and I don't mean that in a prideful way. That can also be a bad thing. Um, but as a woman, you hold a lot of power. Um, and so you can encourage, you can push forward, you can lift up, um, you can be that helper to your husband, um, and you can push him into being all that the Lord has called him to be. Mm -hmm. You can also be the very thing that keeps him from walking in what God has for him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, I've just always, you know, like the Bible said, it said that, that a wife, a good wife can be like a crown upon her husband's head, um, you know, but a quarrelsome wife is like rottenness, rottenness to his bones, you know, and my prayer has always been that I wanted to be that crown. Yeah. You know, I want to be that crown um, because I don't ever want to be the thing that stands between my husband and the Lord yes. and what the Lord has wow, for him. So um, and so we very much hold the power for that, um, you know, to do that. And so my, we have served in ministry where we were, you know, kind of separated, whatever, but that's the way that, that we do. That's why we do things the way that we do them here is because we just feel wholeheartedly that it's not just a husband or a wife that's called, it's a family um, that's called. And so for wives, if your husbands are called, you are called, Um, you know, and so and it is it's our job to to be there, you know, and and to be one um, in that. And so um, also this tends to be a. A tough subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we talk about tough stuff here. Um, so we may be fired, but it's fine. No. Um, <laughs> um, but also knowing the power that we hold, um, you know, some days my ministry is, and and what I do to support that is staying at home, and it's mm-hmm. doing the laundry, and it's feeding my family, and mm-hmm. it's. All of the things because my heart is is to serve my family, mm-hmm. you know, but it can be both. Yeah, it can totally be yes. both. Um, yes. And so as women, if the Lord is calling us to walk in something um, like Jesus loves women. Yes. OK. Come on. He does. He mm-hmm. loves us. Um, you know, and I, I guess what I'm saying is like, you are just as much a part, oh, you know, absolutely. as, yeah. as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I am submissive to my husband. I'm an encourager to my husband and I fall under my husband's leadership, but that does not mean that I am unequal yeah. Yeah. or that I am lesser than mm-hmm. or that I am below my mm-hmm. husband because I am not. Yeah. The Lord calls me a daughter 
just like he calls him son. Yeah. Yes. Um, and because I'm submissive and my husband trusts me, you know, then I have been given authority, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. walk in what the Lord has called me to walk in. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Definitely. I don't know if that's making sense. Yes. Um, yes. But it's not a like... You know, we have to sit down and we can't oh, do yeah. anything. And I'm glad you said that. I want stuff. you to talk about Sorry. that. Oh, hey, no, no, no. I, I want you to go there. To go there. <laughs> no. So I have something too that will go with that. I saw something okay. the other day that said if a woman can birth Jesus, she can preach Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I heard it. Okay. I was really trying not to go. No, there. let's go. Because um, I didn't know where you wanted me to go. But. Take it. Let's go. Okay. Um, that is something that the Lord has had to teach me. Yeah. Um, he has very much had to teach me that because um, everyone knows that if I despise anything, <laughs> it's that microphone and platform. Yeah. Um, you know, the Lord basically like has to give me a good like knock on the back of the head and, yeah. you know, um, yeah. for me to do that. But, um, you know, as women, the first woman or one of the first women that had ever, like Jesus sat by the woman at the well, Mm -hmm, you know? Um, And I heard this taught a few months ago, not even that long ago, maybe just a couple months ago. Like I'd never heard it taught before. Um, But um, she's sitting there and Jesus is literally like, basically just, I mean, he's teaching her, you know, he's teaching her. And in his teaching um, and just having a conversation, and if you go back and it's like you said, you look at the culture and you look at all that, it'll wreck your world. Yeah. Like completely wreck your world. That he literally sat beside this woman, revealed himself to her, and what did Mm -hmm. she do? Yeah. She ran. She ran and she preached him, Mm -hmm. you know, and she told, yes, the whole town. And what happened? Literally thousands Mm -hmm. of people Mm -hmm. were like, I've got to go see Mm -hmm. this Jesus. She sparked a huge revival. Yes, yes. she did. And that's the thing is that Jesus had kept telling the disciples, keep this quiet, keep this quiet. It was at the warrant at the well that he revealed his ministry. Mm -hmm. Now, why in the world can you say that Jesus doesn't hold women in the equal bounds? He decided... Not only was she a woman, y'all, yeah. she was a woman of ill repute. Mm-hmm. She yes. was a woman who had married yes. several times. Her society wouldn't deal with her. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want her. Yeah. They were Samaritans, so the Jews didn't even want to talk to them. Yeah. Didn't want to acknowledge they existed. Mm-hmm. Jesus not only ex- acknowledged that they were Jews, yeah. he acknowledged that she was also able to become a child of the king. Mm-hmm. So much so that it's to her that yeah. he revealed his ministry and began yes. telling everybody, yes, I am the Messiah. Yep. She's the first one he said. The first she said, one. you know, Messiah yes. is coming. He goes, I'm, I'm he. Yes. yes. <laughs> Come on. And yes. it was the first time. And she goes back and she runs in and she does this. And I'm like, it's because you let the love of Jesus wreck mm-hmm. a woman, she is not going to shut up about Come it. Come on. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be honest. She ain't going to do oh, it. Oh, that's a good. Like, that's good. That's so, so good. But when, when, you know, I just know, like, you know, you just, there are different beliefs, there are different religions, there's different theologies, there's different blah, 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 whatever. But I just know, like, if you look at who Jesus was 
and you dig down deep, like his love for a woman and what he did through women mm-hmm. blows my mind. And yeah. I know there was so long that there was something that I felt like was like exploding mm-hmm. inside of me, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I would be like, Lord, what is wrong with me? <laughs> you know, like yeah. people say that we're supposed to be this yeah. and we're supposed to be this and we're supposed to be this. What is wrong with me? You know, um, there wasn't anything wrong with me other than I was trying to hold him down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because when he does something inside of you, like it's hard to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yes. yes. Um, and it's not, it's not for us. It's because he is that good. Yeah. Like he is just yes. that good. Yeah. Um, and so we could be here all day. talking about that and we won't but like women we are powerful yes Yes. you know we are powerful Mm -hmm. and because we are it's just so so important that we are hearing the voice of the lord you know and that we are using that for his glory and for his kingdom yeah you know and for building and edifying and encouraging um you know, and and all of those things. Yeah. It humbles me so much because when I see Jen get up on stage, I know something crazy is fitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. and, and, you know, I've always thought to him, like, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in me, how does this flesh contain it? And then I see Jen get up on stage and she's shaking. I'm like, oh, she's, she can't contain it. Like, this, this, this makes not happen. This makes it pop off. And so every time, every time, and we've talked about this, I can trace back. The craziest, mightiest moves of glory in our church have been birthed by a woman. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. And I, that's why I know when she gets up on stage, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Let me <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> get my water together. I'm going to be oh, up here for a while. I got up on the stage and they're still singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. I love it. And, and it did. Yeah. 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 And that's why you got to listen to the Holy Spirit because, because yeah. again, that's uh, knowing who you are. It went about you. Mm-hmm. It was about who you are in him mm-hmm. and your position as the first lady of this house. Mm-hmm. That when you speak, there's some authority under that. Oh, yeah. You believe that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because you are the first lady of this house. And so when you mm-hmm. spoke for the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. there was some authority about him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm yes. telling you, it, yes. it, it, it both condemned me for not trusting God all that time, yeah. but also elevated me. And, and that's something I can hold on to the future. Mm-hmm. Something else won't happen that I have to deal with for a long time. I'm like, I'm already there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and you said something about women are very powerful. And um, that is so true because one of the things, I, I believe that the woman carries something so valuable, mm-hmm. which is the womb. Mm-hmm. And it's like um, spiritually, when, when a woman functions in their role spiritually, to give birth to anything yeah. given to them. I think that's amazing. And that's what you are to us, you know, as a, as a spiritual, as Roy said, the spiritual first lady, you know, yeah. you carry the womb of the house, mm. you know. Yes. And, um, and, and so, as, as I said to you earlier, you need to do that more often, you know. And you're like, Junior, God, it off the slap me on the head for me to get up here. <laughs> but that's good because you carry so much yeah. weight. Yeah. You know, you carry such weight when you do that. Because I know when she's and, speaking, she's not just somebody yeah. who wants oh, to yeah. flippantly do it. Oh, yeah. Her. 
And, and, and I know, okay, well, she's she putting this something happening because mm-hmm. I know that you don't want to do it. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I know something's yes. going to happen. That's so and, good. I, and, and that's yes. good. I like that spirit match. And it's one of the many things that I, I love about you. And, yeah. and I've seen that both when we go on mission trips and stuff like that. There's times that you had to stand up and you didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But you dealt with it and you did it yes. right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you yes. felt wrecked afterwards because it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I saw you step into the right place. Yes, yes. And, and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And y'all were, you know, kind of new to that kind of ministry. Yes. But you did yes. it. And you did it right. And I know that's not because you're perfect. It's not who it is. It's because of who yeah. you are in Christ. It's because yes. you don't speak such things until you know the Holy Spirit's giving you utterance. And, yes. and, and there's a lot of us that we, I talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't tell where I'm going to say. Sometimes it's from Jesus. Sometimes it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah, but but I know that when you're speaking, you're speaking from the heart. Yeah, yes. and I appreciate that. Yes, yeah. and she carried that authority as well. She carried a, 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 a heavy authority, even going to pray for someone. Not even praying loud. If you are no. close by her, you can't hear. You know, because no. she's in the no, ears of the person saying. It. But that yeah. comes with such authority, and so yeah. many times, so many yeah. persons yeah. that you yeah. prayed for, you know, talk about that. You know, or you just whisper. You know? Yeah. And it's Powerful, and um, and so I, I, I like that about you. You carry that authority, mm. you know, that authority. Yeah. yeah, Pastor, what say you about your wife? And you know what? You know, with that too, you're starting to see more women in the church operating that, stepping up. Yes, I agree. With that. Yes, agree. definitely. And and each of us has a role, and there's different roles. But I don't see a role where women are supposed to be silent, and not talk about Jesus. Mm-mm. No, no. Uh, I don't think that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't ever think that. You know, Jesus would have never appointed Deborah as a judge over Israel. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be silent all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, we know that. Um, Men and women can be destructive if they get out of hand. Yes. Yeah. So run that mouth out mm-hmm. of hand, you can yep. cause just as much trouble as you can cause good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if the Lord's given you something that's true and helpful and you keep silent, well, then you literally let somebody die that needed that, mm-hmm. that lifeline. And you've got to throw it out there. When you know the Holy Spirit's bubbling on there, listen, and, you know, don't be crazy. If you ain't sure the Holy Spirit, learn. Yes. Learn the difference. Yeah. Learn his voice over your thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yes. his thoughts will never go against Scripture. Mm-hmm. His thoughts will never hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. Yes. They'll tell the truth. It's his job to whoop them, not us. Yeah. He whips people. We don't whip people. Mm-hmm. It's our job to speak the truth in mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you're coming out of anger or something like that, that ain't the Holy Spirit. That's not him. Right? Yep. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know that. But I won't raise your boat and know that. Uh, uh, it's always going to come from a, a center of love, yes. right? Yeah. And and uh, it may prick a little bit. It's not going to be mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be like that one pricked me because I wasn't trusting that that army was always there. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm thinking it just showed up because I finally got my answer after ten years. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was wrong. It was always there, mm-hmm. and and because I wasn't being ignored by the Lord. And so, 
Yeah, I, I think it's so important to mm-hmm. speak when the Holy Spirit demands you speak, and, and sometimes you need to listen, make sure you intend to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes right. we got to know yeah. where to be quiet. Yes, yes. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think that's something most Christians that you need to learn that too. Yeah. You might yeah. have a good thought in your head, but I don't even know. Yeah. Well, you know, we want to see we want to see that that encounter so bad that sometimes we create it. Yes. Yeah. And then and and Holy Spirit will start speaking, but when He stops, you got to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because then we're going. Then we're then we're turning it into something that it wasn't. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's something that that you guys have taught us to foster and to steward that. And so we're moving into a season. You want to talk about that briefly, Pastor, about the season that you believe that we're moving into and how our your vision has been incorporated and in, in the direction that this place is going. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Man, I just uh, man, I believe we're moving into a season of. Almost like I hear the Lord saying we're going to be pavement people. Yes. Um, you know, we we read Second Chronicles 7, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always like to focus on the 714 part. Yeah. When you rewind back and look at the beginning, it, it talks about how when they, after they prayed and the fire fell, mm-hmm. man, they're on their face prostrate on the concrete. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I just believe we're... We're moving into an area where mm-hmm. the church will turn into a house of prayer. Yeah. And we're going to be seeking the Lord and seeking Him with all of our hearts. And I just believe there's going to be moments where we can't do anything else but cry out. Oh, mm, my goodness. Uh, because He's worthy, number one. But just we, we just want to be at His feet. Yeah. We yeah. just want to be with Him. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe that relationship is just going to be developed and grow deeper and deeper and deeper. And I don't know about you. I'm ready for it. I am. Yes. yes. I feel like we're seeing that too. I think so many things are coming from that where, you know, we've been, uh, I know me and Junior have been praying off and on for the better part of probably two years for unity Mm -hmm. in the body, unity in the church, unity in in the spirit and the kingdom. And it's so often that we make it about us, about what we think, how we operate, what our theology is versus their theology, what, how we worship versus how they worship. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's not about that, you know? And so those prayers are, I believe, really starting to come to fruition. We're seeing things. And I wanted to, to take a moment and talk about um, our upcoming service for Easter. This is Holy Week. And so we have been uh, blessed with pastors who reach out and who really not just talk and pray about it for two years, but who really go out and try to create uh, unity. And the only way you do that is you extend a hand. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's one thing to talk about, well, I wish we can get together. Mm-hmm. and But if nobody extends the hand, nobody yes. initiates yes. that yes. moment, it's not going to happen. Yes. And so many churches, and I'm not dogging any church, I'm just saying, as the church, we all talk about that. Yes. I've, every church I've ever been to has talked about revival and unity. Mm-hmm. And you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And but at the same time, we're not willing to sit at the table and extend the hand and, and talk about it. But it's happening, and so I'm so proud to to be a part of that and um, let you talk about our Easter service a little bit. Yeah, and I'm just so excited about uh, what's coming up Easter Sunday. We're we're doing something called Easter in the Park, and uh, we had had the privilege to partner with. Uh, a, a local church in the community, Manchester Church of God, and uh, it's it's been my heart for so long to 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 partner with other churches and and reach the community because it's it's not about us right. and it's it's not about our church and uh, I don't want to steal anybody from yeah. any other church. There's yeah. lost people in the city that we could fill up every church in the city. Come on, without having to take somebody from another church. Say but, that again. You know, it was 
it was several weeks ago I was praying. I was like, Lord, you know my heart. I really want I really want to come together with with other churches in the community and 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 Pastor David Petty just reached out. He's like, Man, I'm I've been thinking about this Easter service. I've been wow. thinking about it being like just this this community service. Are you interested in doing it? And I'm oh, like, man. you better believe it. <laughs> you know? and, and I know for some for some pastors, like the Easter Sunday is like the Super Bowl Sunday. Right. Like, it's my time. Yes, my yes. Time. You got to preach the resurrection. <laughs> it's so cool that in this particular situation, like there's like it's been so beautiful to work together like there's there's no bickering on who gets to do what part of the service like yes yeah. it's, it's joint worship time wow the kids from both both churches are, are getting involved and they're going to have a part and mm-hmm. and leading worship wow um you know we, I, I think it was it was like we were drawing straws on on who was gonna to to preach the sermon not necessarily because we wanted to. We wanted it for the other guy. Each of you wanted the other one to do it. So, uh, man, I'm just I'm excited even more because I believe people are going to come out to the park yeah. who wouldn't normally darken the doors of a church. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So, man. what a great evangelism opportunity. Mm. Um, you know, we get to, to display unity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Number one, but number two, I, I believe we will see souls saved. Come on, yes. uh, people are going to yes. get introduced to the love of Jesus. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have some food out there too. Hey, you know what I need? <laughs> That's how they got me. <laughs> and you got to think too, like how many people are already just out there? Yeah, you know, and and have no idea about it. Yeah, and could you know. Music always draws a crowd. Yeah. Food trucks always bring some people. Me, yeah. you know. And so I think, man, I'm just super excited, like, to, to be able to, for, to, to one, to see that prayer yeah. that we have been praying, golly, for how long, to see yeah. that come to fruition, mm-hmm. and two, to see unity, yeah. like, yes. to, to be a part of that. Lord, that, that He would even allow us to be a part of it. Yes. You know, I'm just honored. Yeah. Yes. If you pray for it, He's not going to let it happen now. You're not a part of it. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm even more excited. Like, y'all know Bonnaroo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Manchester is the home of Bonnaroo. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited that, you know, in, in this particular month, we're going to lift up a sound. Yeah. And it's going to be a musical sound that goes mm-hmm. forth. And I just believe it's in preparation for what's about to happen at Bonnaroo. Because yes. We're praying and believing yes. that at Bonnaroo, we're going to see people get saved. Yes. Uh, we're going to execute. Be, get to be a part of, of executing some ministry teams out there uh, in prayer and evangelism and that kind of thing. And I guess it just goes back to what we're doing on Easter. Like if we can lift up a worldly sound, yeah, like I think we can lift up a kingdom sound. Come on, yeah, come on, Amen. Amen. that's Amen. what we're gonna do, and I can't wait. Yeah, Amen. so Sunday, eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. Bring your chair. Bring an appetite. You're going to get fed with more than just food. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Rivers of living water will spring up from that place. I'm excited, man. Mm -hmm. And we'll be meeting over at the Rotary Amphitheater. Yeah. We would love to. I have to work this weekend. I so hate it. I call in disinterested. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of that. Tell them you got a vision problem. But I'm going to call her. We can can't really call it off. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had to work with the flu and everything else, but that's my problem. But but anyway, um, the uh, fact that I'm not going to be there breaks my heart. But I am so praying for it. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. so behind it. Uh, I wish I could be there. Um, if you're in Manchester, 
you need to come check it out. I think it's good. I just feel the spirit of it is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I just, everybody that's been working behind the scenes is ready for it. And it's almost like everybody's ready to give birth to something Mm -hmm. out there, you know? Yes. Everybody's ready for it. Um, And children's ministry, adult ministries, everybody has just really, everybody in the church I've been talking to, they're ready Mm. for this service. So, and looking forward to it, so. Can yeah. we can. Yep. Already I have some friends. They are not Christians and they are planning on coming. Oh, nice. You know, oh, so, right. yeah, mm. so that, that, that's good. Yep. The word, the word says if I, Jesus is talking, if I'm lifted up, I will draw all men into myself. Yep. And so he's going to be lifted high. You don't even have to be in Manchester. You'd be Tullahoma, Shelbyville, Nashville, <laughs> Knoxville. Y'all come on down. It's going to be. Hey. Don't get me going. <laughs> One thing I would love for everybody to know about my pastor is nobody knows old school rap like him. And we can get on. I'm um, telling you what, he'll see. Well, I, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. But I love it. My goodness. I think uh, we got one more question that I'd like to cover. Just give you guys an opportunity. We've got to know you. We know where you come from. Where you where we where you've been. Where we think we're going. Is there anything that you would like? Anybody to know about who we are, even unchurched people, people in the church, people who send you emails, uh, you can include any of that respectfully. <laughs> anything, you know, what, what would you, what would you both, I'd like both of you, covered, yeah. yeah, anything that we could cover just to, we, we just want to show people who we are and who you really are. I don't think they've, they've seen that, but is there anything you would like to leave them with? A thought or maybe an opinion or prophecy, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just, I I think y'all covered just really something that that has been on my heart uh, for people to know is that there is no perfect church. Yes. You know, I think it's so important uh, for us as believers to be in church. Yeah. And so many times we'll get hurt by someone or something within the church and then we want to wave the white flag and jump ship and and say, well, I'm, I'm church hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm, you know, come on. The bottom line is, is every single one of us, whether it be this church or any church, man, we're all human beings. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know sometimes, you know, we have a title of being the pastor. And for some reason, it's almost like, you know, in, in the minds of, of some, it's like you're elevated to this position where you can't make a mistake. Oh, yeah. And so. That's true. I go against everything that 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 church building models tell you. Like like, don't be transparent with your congregation. But in my mind, I want them to know that yes. I put on my my pants one leg at a time. Come on, yes. You know, I I I make mistakes. I have mm-hmm. struggles, and and I'm I'm open with that. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Like, like I got mad driving down the road. You yeah. Know, somebody cut me off. Yeah. Spirit of slap coming. That's on. real. <laughs> you know. That's but, real. But you know, it's it's like even with my kids, I'm I'm very open with them and and I'm very quick to say, guys, I, I shouldn't have gotten mad about that. Mm. I'm repenting to you. Yeah. And, and now I'm gonna repent to the Lord and you know, I, and I guess the bottom line is 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 we're all humans. Yes. 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 And we're yes. all on this, this journey together and and I refer to us at Canvas Community Church, I refer to us as family. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and yes. last time I checked there's there's some dysfunctional family. Yes, there is. But when you love each other, yeah, yes. at the end of the day mm-hmm. you, you forgive. Yeah. Well, you know, it says that that love overlooks all things. Yes. If yes. you really love 
people, which is what we're called mm-hmm. to do, yeah. Yeah. then we're going to overlook some things. You know, because mm-hmm. people are going to say dumb things. They're going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. I got people in my family saying dumb things hurt my feelings, you know. Yeah. Still love them. Yeah. You know, the spirit will slap wants to come over <laughs> me, but, you know, you don't yeah. do it. But, but, <laughs> but you you still love them in the end. And that's what we're called to do in the church because, like you said, we are a family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing is, is that I have been in ministry in some form or another for well over 30 years. Mm. I've never seen the family atmosphere so perfect as what I see at Canvas. I'm not saying somebody else don't have it. I mm-hmm. just haven't experienced mm-hmm. it. As what yeah. I see here in Canvas where I have so many people yeah. that I can trust 100% mm-hmm. yeah. with my fallen failings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These two guys, you two, but there's others that, that yeah. the church, I won't start naming names, mm-hmm. I'll leave some out, insult somebody, but, but <laughs> there's a handful yeah. of people I've yeah. never had that in my life. Yeah. Yes. Um, being yes. a preacher, um, I literally went for 27 years with no one that mm. yeah. I had talked to, except my wife, and God bless her, she gets tired of hearing it. So <laughs> uh, having other people, men and women, in my yeah. life that I can go to, and 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 I'll tell them, you know, I'm dealing with this and that, and boom, that hand goes on the back, so let's pray. And right there, we pray about yeah. it. And, and then later, they're calling me, how's it going? Is it getting better? Because they care. And when they see that, man, that, that makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and, and I need yes. that, you know, because you're a preacher, don't mean you don't need that too. Yeah. Because it's yeah. gracious we need that. Well, and I, I believe wholeheartedly that that's why we've seen God move the way we have and the, the kind of people we attract is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what side of the tracks you come from. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't matter yes. the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what background you come from. You are going to be loved. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And... I'm excited because, I mean, our church has reached reached a point to where you may not get to feel the love from us because we, we don't get to talk it's to too you. too big, yeah. Yeah. But you're going to feel it from the time you pull in the parking lot. Yes. You're going to feel it from somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wrangles you in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yes. yes. And so, you know, I believe love speaks very loudly especially when it's the the love of Christ that's emanating from the inside of you and mm. and right now people just want to be loved yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yes and, and I think I think we can do it mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately that kind of experience doesn't happen on its own yeah and yeah. and it starts from the top down yeah. Yeah. And you see that in our leadership team. You see it in, our, in their families, in your families. They see it from the, from the podium to the parking lot. Regardless mm-hmm. of the stuff that you're told after service, you still love people with a smile on your face. That's hard. Hmm. It's hard. And you see that. You see that love. You feel that love. I felt it. That's the one thing that changed my life here was I felt like family. Just like Roy said, I've never, I've never had this many people that I care so deeply about mm-hmm. in my life that I feel like I can tell anything to. Yeah. Especially in a church. It, that's true. I, I, that's I got true. to see uh, Pastor Kimmy the other day who actually started Campus Community Church and him and his wife fostered that spirit of mm-hmm. love. And, and mm-hmm. I come in as a wounded duck. I had a lot of church hurt. And I come in like a wounded duck. Gene and I both did. And they literally loved us back into spiritual health. Mm-hmm. And and I was talking to him the other day, and I'm not just trying to puff y'all up. I'm just telling you facts. I told him, I said, you know, and I think the reason why that Canvas continues to grow is because that love that you and Amy fostered into the church, Jennifer and JT's carrying that on. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And I said, they have yes. that same spirit of love, and I mm-hmm. see it in them, and I know it's in them. 
And he said, absolutely. Yes. 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 And um, I'm I'm far away, all the way in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I feel, I'm always feeling like I'm at home. Hmm. You know, and um, there's one thing our pastor did with Raquel when she was coming here because I was here already, you know, and they were coming here. And my pastor blessed Raquel back home and she said, their people will be your people hmm. and your God, their God. Wow. Um, and we felt like we felt like there is nothing we have. It, it, let me put it this way. If there's ever a need or a problem that we are going through. If we utter it, we get texts, we get vehicle turn up at the home, we get, and it yeah. just goes on and on and on and on, you know? And so we feel, we feel like we are right at home and the love that we felt the very first time is still the love with yes. impact, it's stronger. Come on, that's it's good. And it's not with one people. It's not just with you guys. What you guys have done, it's spilled over, Yeah, you know? Um, and so, it's a culture of love that yes. everyone coming under. It has not faded. It becomes stronger. Yeah. And we see that every single day. And that begins at home in yeah. the prayer closet yeah. and, mm -hmm. and with your family, with relationship. Yeah. You can't just do that overnight. Yeah. yeah. You can. Yeah. And um, being I, that love is hard because mm -hmm. people are rough. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when you reach out to love with somebody, they, they bite you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Yes. You know, yes. and, 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 and emotionally or physically, whatever they, they, they snap at you uh, verbally, you were just offering a, a branch of love to them, mm -hmm. and that's hurtful. And what it does, it can do if you're not careful, it causes scars, mm -hmm. and then you don't yeah. want to do it anymore. But we are yeah. not. We don't do it because oh, it's cool. We do it because we're called to do it. Yes. yes. Jesus says the yes. people will know you come from me by your love one for another. Yeah. You can't fake that. That's right. Yeah. That love yeah. has to be real. Therefore, you have to be vulnerable and give that. Yes, yes. And, well, and I think it starts from, from the top down. In any church, mm -hmm. it has to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's family. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that is family. And that's yes. something that's just important to us is, you know, I mean, family works through the hard things. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, when you do family together and you do life together, and that's like our, our team down, you know, um, like we are family we do life together yeah. and we're going to have bad days mm -hmm. and there are yes. days yes. where i am like ready to conquer the world mm -hmm. and there are days when you're going to have to remind me that yesterday <laughs> i was ready to conquer the world okay <laughs> because today i'm not so much yeah. um yep. and like it's okay that's you know that's that's what family is mm -hmm. we're here to like lock arms together yes. and say yes. like we're in this together and mm -hmm. you know um i had a um period of time in my life where i just i was really really struggling and it was a dark period of time um and a lady was just really real with me um, and she didn't even know what she was doing. She didn't even know what I was struggling with, but she was just really real with me. Um, and it changed me. Mm. And if she had have been like, if someone had have just been just super real with me um, mm. and, you know, like he is with, you know, struggles, whatever, we're just, you know, it, we're family, like we're here, you know, um, 
And if somebody had have done that earlier, it would have saved me a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, to know, like, we are human, we are going to struggle. Mm -hmm. And when people put on this facade and they make themselves, like, unapproachable or untouchable Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, elevate themselves to this thing over here, then what are you really doing? Mm You know, like, what are we doing other than showing people, like, I am this thing and you can't be. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's something wrong with you because you can't be this thing over here. You know, and so I feel like that's why we are the way we are is Mm -hmm. because, you know, I mean, sometimes family's messy and sometimes family has hard conversations, but it doesn't mean that there is not love there. You yeah. know, like yes. we love each other and we're in it, yeah. you know, and we're here to like lock arms and say we're in this together. So if you're struggling today, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there for you, yeah. um, you know, and next week yes. I may be struggling and I know mm-hmm. that you're going to be there for me, too. Um, and that's kingdom. You know, Um, we're all different and we serve different purposes and we all have different callings and we all bring different things to the table and we Mm -hmm. see things differently Mm -hmm. and all of that. And it's all so necessary to work together as the body of Christ is is that we all can just bring it all here, bring it all to the table. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what makes that that's what makes us family and the body yes. of Christ and yes. my goodness that's true you said that so well it's just uh so glad that you guys were able to come and, and do this yes. with us and yes. um just, you know everything you guys do we just appreciate you yeah well, from the bottom of our hearts thank you for asking us to be a part it, it's yes. cool to be your first guest <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yes we, we love you guys we love you guys a lot and this is because of your transparency <laughs> as well and, you know and we appreciate that and so man i can't believe time fly by this fast yeah oh my lord we were having fun and i want to say trust me this is how we have fun on a day-to-day yeah, basis yeah. trust me even in preaching you would hear it a lot of time if you watch online trust me you hear it. <laughs> that's just who we are. And yeah. that's what makes us family. Yeah. We are fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. we do crazy things in our home, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we do here. Yeah. That's what makes us unique. And, and I love it. And so thank you again for joining us on our um, second podcast. Um, thank you, um, my big bro, Caleb and um, Roy. And um, yeah, we we'll continue to, to do this and continue to, to be strong. Well, we went way over time, but uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we needed to. It was good. Yeah, yeah it was good. And, and thank you, Pastor you JT. Yeah, 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 Pastor JT and Pastor Jen for really being here yeah, and so yeah. Since, so yeah, you guys uh, changed it up. You know, with, with them here, we're not two and a half men anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're now numbered by skinny people. Yeah, yeah, we are. That's bad. Yeah, I got me back up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Be blessed. Be blessed, guys. Bye. Hey, do you want to do a, a a part two? We could say, hey, well, you want to split this up into two parts? Yeah.
Let me get home and start editing. Well, before you do that, we can do a quick intro again. Say, hey, welcome back for Kingdom Chat. This is part two. It'll be, I mean, it'll just be that really quick. That way, if you need to, you have that. Jim, you can tell this is again since this was your segment, so you go okay. ahead and, and uh, just you know, welcome back to Kingdom Chat. This is part two of our series yes. with Pastor JT and Jen. Okay, welcome back to our podcast. Take two. I know. Let's let Jen do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, That'll be great. Come on, it'd be great. All right, ready? What am I saying? Welcome. Welcome back to part two of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You can do however you want. Yeah. It'd be great. So welcome back to part two of our podcast, yeah. Kingdom Talk. Yes. Kingdom, Kingdom Chat. Kingdom Chat. Kingdom Chat. <laughs> Kingdom chat. Okay. Be great. Okay. See? Welcome back to our podcast, part two of Kingdom Chat. Perfect. 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 Perfect.